so now it's time to move my story forward. I'll be talking about Ash, Liam, and the beginning of my greatest failure. I met Ash at the hotel we both worked at. I had been a banquet server for two years when she had started as a cook. (laughs) I won't go so dramatic as to say time came to a standstill when I first met her. But the very first time I saw her, everything seemed to grow darker around her while she seemed brighter. It might sound poetic and sappy, but it was a very odd sensation, and I remember it vividly. She was, and is, unbelievably beautiful. I didn't talk to her right away. Too scared. Mr. Charming, Mr. Charismatic. A little intimidated by her, though. I did, however, begin to take my smoke breaks out the uh, kitchen doors that led to the dumpster instead of going with the rest of the banquet servers to the designated smoke area. I wanted an excuse to walk by her, to see her. I had a crush. (laughs) I don't think she ever noticed, but my boss and uh, my best friend at the time definitely did. They gave me a lot of shit about it. One night, uh, shortly after she had started, I was out there smoking and she was out there on her phone. It was, uh, it was very windy that night. Someone had left the gates that blocked the view of the dumpsters wide open. The wind caught it and swung it towards her. (laughs) According to her, I appeared out of nowhere and stopped the gate. I like her version better. In truth, I was cowarding on the other side of the gate, waiting for her to get off the phone so I could maybe, possibly, finally grow strong enough to say hi. Either way, I slammed my hand into the gate and stopped it. She looked at me with wide, surprised, and beautiful eyes. First words I can ever remember saying to her was, trying to get smashed? (laughs) I didn't mean it as a flirt, but that was by far the smoothest, most accidental flirt I ever pulled off. (laughs) 
I learned later from her that her, uh, her crush on me began because of that incident. Or at least it played a very large part in it. Fast forward from here. I'll, I'll have to do this a lot. Either because there are no major events that happen or because the events have become jumbled and misplaced in my mind. Anyway, fast forward. Maybe a week. I was working as a dishwasher that night. She was cooking. She is, uh, she's an amazing baker. One of her jobs at the hotel was to make desserts. She was making all sorts of shit that night. (laughs) With chocolate. It was fucking everywhere. We still hadn't really talked to each other much. And I didn't want to complain at my crush about anything she was doing. So every time I grabbed a dish and got chocolate all over my hands, I yelled, CHOCOLATE! After a few times of doing this, uh, she looked over at me and I, I held up a dish and said, Chocolate? She laughed. Thank God. I was worried she was going to be mad about the chocolate comments. If it's not apparent, I'm a, I'm a white man and she's a black woman. Hence my worry. But no. Our friendship began after that. We even had nicknames for each other. Chocolate and Vanilla. (laughs) Fast forward again. All the way to the night before her wedding. Yes, she was engaged during the beginning of our mutual crushes. She was engaged during our mutual flirting. Do not think negatively on her, though. She was not happy with her fiancé. He was Liam's father, however. If anyone on the planet could understand staying with the parent of your child while being unhappy, it would be me. During the time I'm fast-forwarding through, our friendship had grown quite a bit. About a year or so had passed. My feelings towards her were starting to alarm me. 
I don't know if it was love then. But I don't exactly know how to describe it. It was to the point of me comparing her schedule to mine and trading or grabbing every shift I could to work with her more and more. She made me happier just by entering a room. It was so nice being around her compared to what I was feeling at home. Again, I don't know if it was love, but it was definitely something close. I started to become incredibly attuned to her emotions as well. Ash has an uncanny ability to make her pain and depression disappear behind a mask. But not to me. She's never been able to. I started seeing through her pretty doll mask very early on. It was, and still is, her smile that gives it away. When it's not genuine, it doesn't reach her eyes. That's why I call it a doll mask. Extremely pretty face, but a painted on smile and dull eyes. Anyway, night before her wedding, she was having her reception in one of our banquet rooms. I volunteered, of course, <laughs> to work that night to set up her room in the other room that was needed for the next day. After her room was set up, she showed up to decorate it. I kept going in there to talk to her. I was sad. Didn't quite understand why at the time. Realized later it was because I didn't want her to get married. That night, however, I just kept going in to talk to her. She seemed expectant. Couldn't quite put my finger on why that emotion is what I was perceiving from her. was fucking hot that night. Tights, miniskirt, low-cut shirt. She knew I'd be there. 
come to find out months later that she was expectant. She wanted me to kiss her. She was having borderline panic attacks about the wedding. She wanted me to kiss her so she could call it off. And her wardrobe was no mistake. But I didn't pull the trigger. She was getting married. And I was engaged. (laughs) It just didn't feel right. I hugged her instead and left. Next day at her reception, surprise, surprise. I was working the other banquet. Had my best, cleanest penguin suit on. White, long sleeve shirt, ruffles on the chest. Black vest, black bow tie, black pants. The first time I went into her room, I stood in the doorway, stunned. Time might have slowed down this time. Literally took my breath away, she was so beautiful. (sighs) Breathtakingly beautiful, smooth, dark skin. Contrasted against an absolutely gorgeous white wedding dress. I finally snapped out of it. Congratulated her and her husband. And ended up dancing with her during the dollar dance. I got the feeling that neither one of us wanted the dance to end. It had to eventually though. I left shortly after that. I was feeling unbelievably sad. Fast forward again, maybe two, three months, I had begun sporadically giving her rides home from work. Her husband was supposed to get her, sometimes he just wouldn't answer his phone. I had, uh started to realize why he would frequently park at a 
local Walgreens and stand outside his car for quite a long time talking to a girl that worked there. I told Ash about it whenever I noticed noticed that it was happening pretty frequently not wanting her to get blindsided later with the news she flashed her best doll smile and said that she knew and it wasn't a problem but the pain in her eyes said otherwise fast forward again another month to mine and Tiffany's breakup <sighs> little bout of hell for me to go through I began shedding weight like it was sweating off of me <laughs> I refused to eat. I couldn't sleep. The nightmares were... At the time, I thought they were unbearable. I've most definitely had worse since then. I had planned my suicide with the cleaning chemicals. I was miserable. Ash intervened. She began comforting me through my heartache. No matter... No matter how many times I talked to her about the same things, she never grew impatient with me. She held my hand and just let me talk. She let me cry. She never judged me. She began feeding me constantly. <laughs> A few weeks went by. I only felt comfort around her. And that feeling became a permanent thing. It's been seven years, give or take. Nah, almost seven years, about two months off since this whole incident and I still really only feel comfort around her. As we grew ever closer, she began to talk to me about her own problems and her relationship. It wasn't going good at all. We began to find solace in each other's company. 
she agreed reluctantly to make a birthday cake for me to give to Tiffany. Tiff never really got a birthday cake and I wanted to make sure she got one that year. I think in my mind I uh, was still trying to get her back. Stupid. <laughs> anyway, the day that Ash made it, I was invited over for the first time. I had dinner with her and her husband. And me and him played Magic the Gathering while Ash worked on the cake. Later, Ash had got called into work. I pretended that I needed to go into work as well so I could take her and stay there for her whole shift. She joined me during one of my cigarettes. While we were talking, I, I don't remember what it was about, but she leaned in and kissed me on my cheek. She had been doing that for about two weeks. I smiled and warned her that if she continued doing it, I was going to turn my head into one of them and kiss her on the mouth. <laughs> she laughed and grabbed my face and purposely kissed me on the lips. Time really did slow down then. I felt every ounce of grief I had felt for the past two months just evaporate. Those feelings that I couldn't describe before had most definitely shifted to love with that kiss. Fast forward again, maybe a week. If anyone's wondering, the cake was barely acknowledged. Shocker, I'm sure. Uh, anyway, I was invited over again. This time while her husband was gone. I got to officially meet Liam. <laughs> the little dude was so tiny then. He didn't like me much at first. <laughs> Used to look at me while sitting in Ash's arms. And then he'd turn and kiss Ash. 
and then he'd look back at me with this very determined look on his face. <laughs> Little stud. <laughs> it was so cute. That day we went to a, a local park. We walked around for a bit. They had a little, uh, kind of like a fountain. Very lightly shoots water up out of the ground, and you can walk in it and stuff. And I played in the fountain with Liam. I don't remember why, but I remember waddling like a penguin. <laughs> and Liam started mimicking me. He started to like me a little bit after that. Fast forward again. About six weeks this time. It's a very busy six weeks. <sighs> During this time, Ash and Liam met Ryan for the first time. Did not go well. <laughs> Ryan was five years old and was absolutely miserable and scared with his parents being so angry around each other. I really should have done better for that little boy. <sighs> he had also recently met Tuff's new boyfriend and was now meeting a girl who was just a friend at the time, but nevertheless, a girl connected to his dad he cried and cried the whole time I tried for about 15-20 minutes to calm him down but I just couldn't do it I had to take him home subsequent visits were much better but that first one just hurt both Ash and myself. Ash and I had begun to go on quote-unquote dates. Maybe they weren't called that, but they were definitely along those lines. A lot of drinking, a lot of being intimately close, I started going over there almost every single day her husband worked, and sat with her and Liam until she had to go to work, and Liam had really begun warming up to me. 
started <laughs> bribing them with a tea I was addicted to at the time. He really liked that, so therefore, he liked me. Yes, I bribed an almost two-year-old with sugary things to win his affection. <laughs> Ash and I had given each other new nicknames. No more chocolate and vanilla. The name she gave me was Chiaki. The story behind why would bloat this runtime another 10 minutes. So, I'll give a condensed version. Ash had an extremely rough childhood. To help cope, she created a safe haven to escape to in her mind. Filled it with all sorts of characters to help her through all sorts of problems. Chiaki was a character who was her counselor, confidant, friend, guard dog. <laughs> she even had imaginary tea parties with her imaginary friend Chiaki. <laughs> She's cute. He was so devoted to her that he sacrificed his body into a crystal. To hold her entire world together. The name I gave her was exactly what I saw her and still see her and will always see her as. Ash is an otaku. <laughs> It means fanatic, I think, in Japanese. Usually it means someone who is obsessed with Japanese culture. Again, I think. I could be completely wrong on that. Anyway, I began to call her Tenshi. It means angel in Japanese. During all of our dates, quote-unquote, her relationship started to strain more and more. The dude cheated on her. Afterwards, Tenshi and I had sex for the first time. Far more pleasurable and intimate than any I'd ever had in the past. <laughs> Everything had begun to turn 180 degrees. 
what it started as her comforting me through comforting me through a breakup had turned into me helping her remain sane through a failing marriage. Anyway, ramble is in full effect. I'm sorry. So yeah, six weeks later. Her marriage, for all intents and purposes, ended. He, I guess, was so enamored with the girl from Walgreens. Ironically enough, named Tiffany. Not the same Tiffany. <laughs> that he told her he never should have married her and that he didn't love her. I wanted to rip his fucking throat out for ever having the gall to say that to such an amazing woman. dude wasn't the greatest father to Liam for a long time. In between that, in between ever saying that to my Tenchi, I was never able to really forgive him in my mind. I still don't like him to this day. I'm doing better with calling him Josh or Liam's father now, but for an extremely long time, I just referred to him as Doucher. But, anyway. Tenshi and I's relationship began shortly after that. September 6th, 2012. Even then, at the beginning... I was already fucking up and making mistakes that would ultimately play a hand in my biggest failure. As we talked about what we expected out of our partners in a relationship, I lied and painted myself as this unbelievably perfect man for her. Yes, I lied. I won't sugarcoat it or try to deny it. I fucked up. I didn't mean for them to be lies, however. I'm not excusing what I did. It was incredibly wrong. I'm only trying to explain why I did it. I knew I wasn't a perfect person with Tiff. Yeah. 
she had plenty of faults. But I had a fuckload as well. I wanted to use this fresh start with Tenji as a way to make myself a better person. Basically, I wanted to become every lie I told her. Every positive quality I described myself as having. I wanted to make a reality. She describes it today as me offering her heaven in a pretty little box. It was a counterfeit heaven wrapped in spray painted cardboard. I'm going to leave this here. It will take several episodes for me to fully relay how big of a piece of shit I was to this amazing woman. amazing Tenchi. For now, thanks for listening. I'll see you soon.